Welcome to All Kinds. I'm Chaya. And today we're going to discuss the root of our problems. Are you panicking just thinking about the dentist? Why is anything medical related so scary? Got my first flu shot in many years. Ouch. We'll touch on some weekly updates, virtual audience at the Wendy Show. Rebel Wilson, she's close to her goal weight. What's it to you if someone wants to be healthy? Welcome back, everybody. Well, this week, I actually went and got my flu shot. I haven't done it in many years, so it's a bit of a scary prospect. Obviously, I wanted to get it done for what's been going on and to have any armor or protection possible. But as you can see, my voice is a little different. Bruno keeps telling me I sound like Eartha Kitt. <laughs> so it's been a little bit hard because I right away am feeling still some of the side effects. But it's funny because when we went to get it, he hadn't had it in a few years. He's never actually had a flu shot. I haven't had it actually in many, many years. And the reason that is, is when I got it, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, it made me super sick. And then they always said, okay, it's for the vulnerable, like the elderly and children and make sure there's enough for everybody. So I was like, I'll pass on that until it's necessary. But this year, for obvious reasons, we said we're doing it. So it was a pretty easy process over here. We signed up, we go there and he's like, I'm sure it's not a big deal. And I'm standing, you know, outside while he's first getting the shot. And I could see that, you know, he's pretending everything's great. He's like, doesn't hurt at all. And she's running through the side effects with me. And I start getting like heart palpitations. I'm like, what? This could happen. That could happen. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, I can't do this. He's like, don't be such a baby. Just take the shot. So I was like, OK. And then I said to her, well, what if, you know, she says at one point you can get rashes, your throat could swell up. And then you might not be able to breathe. And then you have to call 911. I'm like, what if this happens while I'm sleeping? These side effects can happen for up to two weeks, according to her, you know? So, you know, they say the flu shot works. They take like an educated guess at what this year's flu will be, along with a bunch of other different strains. And then they put, I guess, the antibodies in there and they have to build up in your system. So it's funny because we leave there and he's laughing because I was like, ouch, when she stuck the needle in. And we get in the car and suddenly he can't move his arm. He's in such pain. He immediately gets all the symptoms mentioned like right away. Like when we got home, he's got a low grade fever. He's not feeling well. He's got headaches and then he's feeling a little nauseous. It's like basically a litany of all all the symptoms. And he was the one laughing at me in the car. So I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, look at this karma. And he's like, you're feeling fine. And I was like, yeah, just a little prick on my arm. But the next day, he's like instantly better, still still a little bit with the side effects, but he's doing much, much better. And my other sister told me that means it's a really good response. It means that it's working, that it kicked in and immediately those antibodies or whatever took it down. But I've been on a slower grade. You know, I've been when we got in the car at first while he was still laughing at me. I'm like, I think my heart hurts. <laughs> and he's like, calm down. That's not the case. I'm like, I don't know. Am I going to get a reaction? And it's because this year I became allergic to penicillin. I was just sitting there. I had a dental infection. They prescribed it for me virtually to get some of this medication. I'd never been, never been allergic to any medication before in my life. And suddenly I'm getting this rash and they're like, oh, your throat could swell up. You could stop breathing. And I was like, okay, I don't need this anymore. I really don't. I don't want this happening to me. And that's why I thought my heart hurt. <laughs> but it turns out I'm fine. I'm just getting low grade you know, symptoms. And now I'm feeling a lot better, but my voice is what it is. This happens to me every time I get sick, but it's just kind of crappy that it's happening on a long weekend. We have Thanksgiving weekend here this weekend in Canada, and I'm just recovering from a, like, I guess we'd call it a fake flu. 
either way, we're both doing better. So I'm glad we did it. But it's funny because everyone says, you know, face your fears and stop being so panicky. And I realized I've gotten more panicky and more nervous as I get older because things keep happening. Like I wasn't allergic to penicillin and now I am. I'm like, what's next? Am I going to be allergic to something else? You know, just take the dentist, for example, like I just mentioned, I had had a kind of infection during the whole pandemic and I didn't know what to do. I didn't have a dentist here yet. I moved here a year ago. So I found this dentist and then I go in and it's like every time I go in, every time I go to the dentist, and I come home. Bruno thinks like I've been abused, you know, looks like I got beat up. I'm always going through like so much there. It, it looks like they cut my lip on the side. They got to put that whole dam in. There's so many complications and not to talk about my love life, but I have a tiny mouth. I know Pudding's talked in the past about she likes lady dentists, but it doesn't make a difference because with smaller fingers, either way, they've got to get those instruments in there. So I'm a nervous Nelly and I was pushing him. I was like, you got to go to the dentist. He's like, I'm fine. I don't want to go. I don't want to deal with it. Finally get him to the dentist and he's seen what I've been going through. You know, I've gone there. I've had root canals fail. They're trying to make something else work and I'm still having issues, but they're saying, oh, it's phantom on the other side. Like you could feel pain on one side of the mouth, even though the work that was done was on the other side. It's just weird how the body processes it. So I still have more dental work to do. Meanwhile, I finally convinced him to go see my dentist, and I'm assuming he's going to have all kinds of issues, right? So he finally goes, and this was just this past Friday. He has some nerve. He comes back and he's like, yeah, everything's perfect. They told me not to brag about it, but he couldn't help laughing. He was so relieved. He hadn't been in over a year. They're like, yeah, you're great. No, just keep doing what you're doing. I'm like, I can't believe this. I was so jealous. I'm like, I'm still here. It's taking me. I've had a mouth guard for a week now that cost $400 that's custom made to your mouth just for grinding. I can't even wear it. Every night I try and I just gag. Now I can't have anything near the back of my mouth. It's gotten so crazy. So I don't know why it's so crazy. It feels like the more, like I said before, the more I face my fears or deal with something, it gets worse. So every time I go to the dentist, I got progressively more and more alarmed just because you're there for hours for some of your dental work. And it's gotten to a point where I actually love my dentist. Uh, you know, my former dentist in Montreal is actually a fan of the show. Shout out to Dr. Berkovici and his team there. They do great work. You know, if you guys are looking for a dentist, definitely check him out. But you get to know them if you're there for hours and hours. And even though some of them have the TV on the ceiling, you know, sometimes it's tuned to something that you don't care about. And you're busy there with your mouth, you know, permanently open for like an hour or so. It can get very, very stressful, very, very quick. So you want to have a funny dentist. But we all saw like that Seinfeld where, you know, he was mad at his dentist, who he thinks just converted to Judaism to make Jewish jokes. I find dentists have that hard work. You know, they're trying to make the jokes. They could be there for hours, <laughs> but it was the same thing. You know, uh, mine happened to be hilarious. So I was blessed. And this one is very, very nice. But I find they're very quiet. So when you're there for hours and nobody's talking or anything like that, Versus the hairdresser, where it's not a painful procedure, I kind of want them to be entertaining. And they don't have a TV on the ceiling or anything like that. And because right now, obviously, they're suited up like astronauts, there's not much they can do. So the whole process gets a little bit scarier. But I would say to you guys, if you do think you need any work done, even if you don't, go get that checkup. It is absolutely worth it. And if anyone can give me tips on how to just calm down and breathe and get that mouth guard in, I mean, they're so tight when you put them in at first. I can't deal with it, but I've got to do it. So I don't know how I'm going to get through it. But it's super, <laughs> super funny because here he is coming back, clean bill of health. And But that's also genetics. You know, they say 
it doesn't make a difference. You could be the best at taking care of your teeth, but if you're genetically, you know, predisposed to have problems, it's going to happen. And because I'm from such a large family, I see that to be true. I have a brother who barely does anything and he finally got his first cavity like near 40, you know, versus I have my younger sister who just from drinking juice as a kid, I mean, it just destroyed her teeth. It's endless. And myself personally, I've done a lot of dental work. But, you know, it's not like they're all there and they're all sadists. Some of them do take extra precautions. They know that it's a tricky job. Some just go right in. You know, I've had I've been put in a headlock with a dentist so they can grab my wisdom teeth and cut through my gums. I mean, it is a traumatic experience. So some people say, calm down, you're being a baby. Why is every medical procedure such a big deal? I'm like, well, they're not pleasant experiences. They're they're very, very invasive, even though they're, it's not considered invasive anything, but it is. Someone's in your business, in your mouth, in your body, whether it's the dentist or I, we've talked about the gyno, that's really up close and personal. They both are. And that's why I think it's normal to be panicking. What you can try to do is maybe take some CBD breathing exercises. I mean, if they're going to put the TV on, hopefully it's something funny. you got to take your mind off it. You can't be watching, you know, some terrifying news or something like that. It's got to be something entertaining, you know. And speaking of entertaining, they're more than welcome to put on the Wendy show. So big, exciting news, guys. This week, me and a couple of my sisters... And my sister's girlfriend were all on the virtual audience of The Wendy Show. It aired on Wednesday. Uh, it was the episode with Alyssa Milano was the guest. That was such a fun experience. It was a little bit crazier than I thought because the show is only an hour. But they set it aside for you for three hours. So you have all these instructions that they give you beforehand that you have to have like a basic background. You can't get too crazy, right? Because it can be distracting for the camera. They want you really dressed up. They want you clapping like a maniac, looking very enthusiastic. I mean, think about it. It is a virtual audience, right? So I was up. It was a three-hour ordeal. And like two hours before, they go over instructions. And then you kind of just have like a virtual Zoom party with the other audience members who are hilarious. And everyone's wondering, what is she going to talk about? What are they going to do? And, you know, it's really funny because it's such a cross-section of ages and cultures that are in there, which is why it's such a great audience. I mean, you have people who are, you know, teenagers all the way through to their 60s and 70s and everybody just wants to know what's going on what's the tea so it's a lot of fun but I was there clapping like a maniac I had two sisters on there and her girlfriend and then they scramble it so you don't know if you're going to be on or not so I was so excited to watch the next show and when I'm watching it I'm not on it my sisters made it her girlfriend made it no problem my sister's smack in the middle through most of it actually you'll see pudding there guys check out the episode but it was definitely a lot of fun. So if you're looking for something unique to do during this time, think about it. I mean, if I wanted to go on the show, which I did in real life, I'd have to travel. You'd have to wait in line. You'd have to maybe get tickets, maybe not. But you can sign up for these kinds of things and they're happy to have you. But you're just doing it from your own home, which actually is, could be a lot more fun in some ways. You know, you can go. I scrambled for a pee break and I thought to myself, I don't think I'd be able to take a pee break if I was there on taping of a live show. I think that would be an issue. So it's actually fun. I never would have considered that. And one of the people actually in the audience, he was saying how he's doing all the shows. He's done the Kelly show. I mean, we all trash Drew's show, but nobody's even seen the Drew Barrymore show. I think everyone just saw that skit on Saturday Night Live. But he'd also gone to the Ellen show and he says, you know, that's not the same experience. This audience is different. I guess maybe they're not making them sign on two hours before. But it was a lot of fun. I wore my pink beret. I had some birthday flowers in the background. Uh, she was great. It was funny, but we didn't really interact with her. But it's a great experience. 
So check out being a virtual audience member on whatever show that you happen to like. With that, I've got to stop for a commercial break. So this week's episode is brought to you by Feminine PH Wash. I don't know why it's marketed just for women, because essentially it's like baby soap for adults. It's soft and gentle for all your sensitive bits. It smells great. It keeps your pH levels in check and it won't cause any irritation. Put some down there or just put it everywhere. It's harmless and makes you fresh and clean. It's usually kept near the condoms for obvious reasons. Hint, hint. So go ahead and get some feminine wash today. Fun for the whole family. And I'm back. I don't know why we used to make fun of that when we were younger. You'd see like a Summer's Eve commercial or Vagisil or whatever, and, and people would giggle and snicker like somebody had a problem. Now that I'm older, I'm like, why wouldn't you want to use the best soap, especially around there? That's made for that. <laughs> it just makes sense. So I'm glad that, you know, finally it's getting its recognition it deserves. I hope so. And it's unisex. I, I don't know why we were always laughing about it. It was a little ridiculous. So I wanted to touch on some updates. I don't know if you guys saw, but Rebel Wilson mentioned in the news that she's like six pounds away from her goal weight. So congrats for her. You know, she says she's doing this because it's her journey of being healthy. And, you know, we've seen a lot of this this year with Adele and people trying to talk about, wow, dramatic weight loss from some very successful, high profile entertainers. And I saw this article that the person was really slamming it and saying, oh, she's given into the pressures of Hollywood just like Adele. This is just so terrible. I'm not going to watch her movies because she represents for the big girls. And I was like, if you're such a fan, wouldn't you support her? She says she wants to be healthy. What does it matter to you? I mean, and you have a cross section of this. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw Lizzo was on the cover of Vogue and she's talking about body positivity too. She loves herself. And if Lizzo suddenly decided she wanted to lose weight or gain weight or whatever, and specifically said it was for her health, if you care about her, don't you want her to be healthy? She's happy with how she is and she looks fabulous, but people are really knocking her and they're like, well, you know, she's giving into the Hollywood. And I say, what Hollywood? Her whole cachet, her whole brand is this fun, you know, real woman actress. And I think she's at the point of her career where she can take what roles she wants. It's what do you think is going to happen? She's going to lose this weight and now she's going to get other parts like play the love interest. You think that's what she's been trying to do? I love how they make this story like, oh, she must have given into pressures or specifically, oh, she's doing it, you know, for some dude or maybe something like that. Because I would say 90 percent of the time we all know this. You don't do it for a man because men definitely prefer a thicker girl. That is true. And you know it, guys, in real life. I remember when I was growing up, it was all the age of the supermodels and it was all about the collarbones and the ribs and Kate Moss. And that's what it looked like. And in the fashion magazine, you'd see it and it's one thing, right? But in real life, it's something else completely. They look like they're starving. It's not an attractive look. And I remember I had a friend who was very voluptuous. I was very petite. You know, some girls develop early. I wasn't one of them. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm skin and bones, but hey, that's in style. But when we walked in the streets, no, no, my voluptuous friend, super curvy, every guy looks, she can get whatever she wanted. She was that girl. When you want to go into a club, you put her and she brings you in one by one. So they don't check your age, especially for girls. It was very, very important. And you see more of that today, which is really great. Like, I don't know if you guys saw Megan the Stallion. She was on Saturday Night Live last week. She looked phenomenal. This is a very curvy girl, very vivacious. My husband was like, whoa, you know, and I said, exactly. And I think she looks great and I think she's healthy. So you can be healthy and curvy. And she, I'm sure, has no problem. Men and women want that body type. There's no doubt about it. People love the thick and juicy. 
And I'm delighted to see. When I look at her, I think she looks a little bit like Marilyn Monroe. I mean, call me crazy, but if you put her in that white dress, you know, over the vent, I just picture she she's like an African-American Marilyn Monroe. And Marilyn Monroe, just for those who don't know, was a voluptuous woman. She wasn't like a size two. I think that's totally uh, been confirmed. What was really great about seeing Megan also on Saturday Night Live is not only did she look beautiful and very sexy, but, you know, she came out there with a message and it was directed about, you know, violence against women. She was highlighting the Breonna Taylor situation. Absolutely. But also, I don't know if you guys know, Tori was finally arrested. I think he faces up to 22 years. He's the guy who shot her in the feet and she had his back. She didn't say who it was. She said, I think a bottle had fallen on her feet. But, you know, then he started trashing her. And I think he even has a song now. So I think, uh, you know, that horse has left the barn. That train has left the station. I'm glad to see that we're starting to see a little bit of that justice. Speaking of which, I don't know if you guys know, all that stuff about Ellen, now we're seeing the consequences. You know, everyone says cancel culture, it's not real because everything goes on as normal. Like I told you, Jessica Mulroney, she's now back at it. She's back on Instagram. She's also hawking some children's dresses now, like nothing happened. But I don't think people's memories are like before. Ellen's ratings are dropping, like a lot, I think like 25%. She's really losing a lot of ground. So she's starting to see some impacts here, which is really funny. And I think people are not so quick to forget like before. You know, it was really funny because Pudding put out a tweet. It was Lesbian Day last week and Ellen tweeted out, happy Lesbian Day. You know, make sure you go lesbian the voting booth. And Pudding wrote back, you know, if you see a polling person with chip nail polish, please resist the urge to write to management. It was pretty funny. People got a little pissed off. She's going, they're going back and forth, but it's true. People's memories are not that bad. And it wasn't that long ago. And we're still in this pandemic. So her ratings are dropping. I don't know if she'll make it through to another year, I would say. I mean, she's got other shows, Game of Games and things like that. And she has a lot of business ventures, but this is hitting them where it hurts. If you don't have the ratings, then you're not going to get the advertisers. But Ellen is so rich. So even if she decided tomorrow that's it, I'm done. Who cares? She'll be fine. I think she's good to go for quite some time. And I don't know if you guys saw also, obviously, we had the big debate, which was like a sport now at this point. I think everybody knows what's going on down there. Everyone has their own problems to deal with. But it was historic to see you know, Kamala Harris up there. She was also went to school in Montreal High School, the same one as Pudding, actually. So it's cool to see that you could come here and then, you know, see what you can make of yourself. She's reached such a high level, attorney general. uh, She's been a senator and now vice presidential candidate. And the whole thing was just so ridiculous. I think there was a fly on Pence's hair that stole the show. Already he's got he, I say, I don't know, he or she, the fly has its own Twitter, its own merchandise. And obviously the biggest thing for me that I remember is, you know, she kept saying, I'm speaking every time he interrupted her. And that was really great to see. A lot of times you don't see it, especially in North America, where women really just assert themselves like, hey, wait a minute, you know, I'm talking. I'm not interrupting you. You need to give her her respect as well. And it was great to see as he tried to run her over that she called that out over and over. She didn't back down. She seemed very, very firm. Wherever you stand on the issues, you can't deny that this was a historic moment. So we'll see what happens. But it was almost like you have to remember, it's not just entertaining. It's real life events. We're so used to loving our reality shows. And this is actual reality. Funny to say it's almost it's more real than the reality shows. That's for sure. So that's what I was up to last week, guys. But, you know, if you're looking for something really fun to watch, my sister recommended it and we watched it on Netflix. Welcome to Butopia with Michelle Buteau. She's excellent. It's a comedian. 
She's got a Dutch husband. You know, she's living there, I think, in New York. She just recently had twins through a surrogacy. She talks all about it. But it's really funny in the clash of cultures. And it reminds me a lot of me and Bruno. You know, Bruno's from France. This guy's from England. And, you know, he's always saying you're like a bull in a china shop. And, and that's the same thing for her. You know, they have just different norms and conventions and how they deal with people. And we just look so aggressive to them. And we're not being aggressive at all. We're just more open and out there. So I don't want to give away any of her jokes. But if you guys need a good laugh, it's about an hour. Welcome to Butopia on Netflix. It's hilarious. Definitely check it out. Well, guys, you know, I've had a great week. I'm hoping that my voice will be back to normal soon. But in the meantime, if you like what you hear, don't forget to check us out weekly on iTunes or on your preferred platform. Please give us a rating and subscribe to the show. Give us the stars you think we deserve. You can also check out the website at allkindspodcast.com. You can hit us up on Twitter on All Kinds Weekly or on Instagram at All Kinds Podcast. I look forward to hearing from you and maybe I can discuss it on our next show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.